Hey folks, welcome to Getting Apps Done, a mostly non-technical podcast about building software. I'm your host, Joshua. And I'm Cal. And on the podcast, instead of talking about syntax and frameworks and other technical things related to developing software, we talk about more practical and less technical things. Now we've been on a bit of a holiday hiatus and we're back, which is great. Uh, Hello. <laughs> it's been a little while. I think we're out it of practice. Has. Yeah, I think we are too, actually. This could be an interesting episode, just as a warning. It could be. So we're going to make it interesting. Uh, what I think we are going to talk about today is actually what we have learned and what we hope we've shared with some people over the past year. Because while we started this out as a journey to uh, basically just build some content to promote ourselves, to be completely honest, <laughs> uh, we've actually, I think both of us would agree, we've learned a huge amount of about ourselves, about other people, about just humanity in general. And uh, I think it's good to reflect sometimes. Uh, New Year's, I, I'm not a huge fan of resolutions or anything like that, but I do think it's good to reflect and look back and decide what you're going to do going forward periodically. And a New Year's just as good a time as any other. So yeah, let's go for it. Absolutely. And just a my own way of doing that, I like to have like a nice set line somewhere. doesn't matter what it is. Like it's, you need to start something new. It's like, all right, that'll be next week or something like that. So yeah, you know, New Year's a nice line in the sand of, all right, fine, we'll recap that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, it doesn't matter what triggers it. It's just a good practice to be in. I think we should probably do it several times a year. I try to do it once a season. That means every few months I'm kind of going back through and refactoring. Developers love to refactor, don't we? Yeah. And it's good to refactor yourself a little bit as well. Yeah, and I mean, looping back around to the topics we talk on, feedback, fast feedback, iteration. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a very common thing. So yeah, it's a good time for to talk about where we started and where we ended up, I guess, too. Yeah. So I actually, and that's a good point. Where we started was talking to businesses initially about how to build mm -hmm. software because we see a gap. And as developers, everybody listening, I'm sure will see this gap as well. There's this huge gap between people who know how to develop software and people who don't. We've talked about mm -hmm. this before. Uh, for anybody who's not a developer, what we do is magic. And trying to help them understand so that they know what the intricacies are, what the pitfalls are, what to expect as they go, are all really important things. And, and actually, we just recently had an episode specifically about exactly that communicating with people setting expectations mm -hmm. educating them and helping them be in the same context as you and that's what we actually started this out to do was just to try to get people on the same page we're on before they start their journey building software mm -hmm. and i mean when we started too the uh, we were looking at more application type things of like how to pick a framework i think was actually an early early episode idea. I don't know if we actually did that one, um, but things more slightly more technical, but also kind of the business reasons for doing technical things was kind of our original thing. Yeah. But as we kept going, we were definitely finding that the, the topics that were like resonating or the more useful to talk about were really basic things like communication and using more words and talking more to communicate better which I was a really poor way of communicating that, which I feel is a little bit <laughs> ironic. <laughs> well, I'll follow that up with some more words. I think one of the things that was a turning point for me was by talking to more people, using more words, sharing mm. these things, that's when I started to realize, actually, there's a huge gap. Not, uh, there certainly is a gap between people who know how to develop software and people who don't. But even within the software development community, 
and humanity in general, there's this huge gap between people who understand some of these basic <laughs> concepts and people who don't. And I think we don't talk about these things enough, and they are important to software development. But I think mm -hmm. this show could probably apply to damn near any other career as well, to be honest. We try to focus it on software development because that's mm -hmm. what we do. That's what we know best. But at the same time, I think a lot of the lessons that we've come up with and the things we've learned and what we hope we've shared with you over the past year or so would work for accountants or legal secretaries or just about anybody. It works for talking among people on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, an old uh, observation of mine is that most people have very different definitions of things. And like a lot of Twitter arguments you'll notice are basically just fights over vocabulary and can be boiled down to people with two different uh, definitions for a word. So, yeah, absolutely. And we have focused a lot on communication throughout almost mm -hmm. every episode. At some stage, we talk about communication, <laughs> whether it is helping people understand a shared or common language or sharing your context in a particular industry or just how to communicate things with other people it comes up in just about everything we talk about because it is so important a lot of mm -hmm. what we're doing is talking to people as software developers you would think that we would go hide in a room and i remember as a kid watching things like hackers they'd go into the room and the lights would come <laughs> up and screens would be flying across and you know you're thinking oh well that's what we're gonna do no that's not at all what we do i probably spend at least 80% of my day talking to other people. And in fairness, uh, the the intro to Matrix where he's got the headphones on and the, you know, the kind of like techno -y beat while hacking away at a thing. I still do that occasionally. occasionally. But yeah, my, my career is much more talking to people, communicating ideas and concepts and trying to explain everything from timelines to expectations to, you know, anything to just to build products and software and to do neat things. Yeah, absolutely. Or just sharing ideas with coworkers so you can come up with the best solution. You're going to be communicating with other people. You're going to have to communicate mm -hmm. with other people. So it is extremely important. I was going to say, as a bonus, it's also fun. <laughs> it's a lot more entertaining to talk to people than to sit in your basement all day and hack at the screen. Absolutely. And we have spoken about some of that as well. Self-confidence and motivation are very important <laughs> things. Mm -hmm. And you don't get those sitting at home hiding with the screens flowing across. You get those by communicating with other people, by working with other people, by building really great things with other people. Definitely the, the best way to create neat things is to have other people that kind of prod you along. An example of the podcast, I bet. Um, but yeah, being able to, having somebody else with a similar vision and similar ideas and similar goals is really a motivating factor to, to build really great things. And Absolutely. How you end up on the moon. It also helps with other things. We talk a lot about feedback, and I think feedback and safety are two topics that we've talked about a lot because mm -hmm. they come hand in hand. Uh, a lot of safety is using feedback to your benefit. Yes, definitely. And that's probably my favorite topics right there is it's a very different mindset than the normal, you know, get this done or you're fired uh, point of view that you, you're used to hearing about businesses and the idea of being safe in a business environment where it's safe to fail, safe to mess up, safe to do all of those kinds of things is a, a bit of a newish concept. Probably not. I'm sure many people have come up with this <laughs> repeatedly throughout time trying to explain to business owners that no, no, it's better if everyone's safe and happy. Um, but I, I see it a lot more lately, and I see people actually using this in companies, and it's successful. It works. People get motivated. They're happier. They they like being safe. They love, and 
once they're in that position of safety, once they can mess up and get feedback when they messed up quickly, then they iterate faster. They get more confident. They they build things quicker. That's one of the reasons why I love software and not hardware is because failure is usually instantaneous. Your compiler squawks at you, yells at you. It does it without anything exploding or catching on fire. And then I can correct it and go on quickly. Fast, safe feedback. It's great. And that's why I like messing with hardware. Sometimes it does light on fire. It's fun. <laughs> there are, yeah, there are some entertainment values. Uh, and you mentioned that it's not a new concept. Actually, that's mm -hmm. absolutely right. I mean, just not that long ago, apprenticeships were very, very common. No, and that mm -hmm. was a way to communicate with other people, to get feedback very quickly, to be put in a position where you can screw things up and it's okay because <laughs> they built that into the apprenticeship. And we've lost a lot of those things. They are starting to come back a little bit, particularly in the industries that they were histi historically popular in, plumbing mm -hmm. and things like that. But we don't really have that. Uh, or a parallel for that in the software development world. So we kind of have to build that into the way we work with our colleagues. So uh, all of these concepts, I think, because they are so tightly tied together and they are so important to building up a person, I think mm -hmm. that's why they keep coming up over and over again, because they all, you find that you can't talk about one without the others. Absolutely. My, my goal for this year, talking about like, New Year's goals is to actually get a proper graph of my blogs and, you know, map to these concepts. So I have a little graph of, you know, you click on fear and you can see the things related. It'll be great. Um, I've actually yeah, got a list of them up right now and I'm trying to do that as we go through the episode here and connect <laughs> these things. It's impossible. They're all connected to each other. We were just mm -hmm. talking about failure. One of our episodes, in fact, we've had a couple episodes and I've done a couple talks about failure and how it is okay to fail. Uh, Particularly, we want an environment where it is okay to fail and you know that it's okay to fail, but just in general life, you're going to fail. And we've mm -hmm. talked about this so much because it keeps coming up and it has kept coming up in my career. I know for a fact I've bombed on a lot of things. <laughs> and when I did, uh, particularly early on, I was terrified to tell anybody and that shouldn't be the way it is. I don't want other people to be terrified to tell me that they screwed something up. So I think it's another good thing to talk about and it ties into all these other topics so well. And I mean, from my point of view, it's a little bit of the opposite. I wasn't terrified to tell people that I messed up. And because of that, my career got better. I told people when I messed up, I took responsibility for it. Like this was a really common like thing in the, my early career of, oh, well, I screwed that up. Oh, I fixed it. Great. And moving forward and like being able to do that kind of put me into a different like category of employee. Yeah. And because of that, I kept like, you know, I did really well, but looking back, I can recognize that that was very much from a position of safety. If I got fired, I was going to get another job. It wasn't that big of a deal. I was still young. I was technical. Like there were plenty of other opportunities for me. Someone would give me a couch if nothing else. I didn't have a family. Like I was coming from a position of safety. So it was built in for me, but all of my, you know, my coworkers who weren't doing this, I can now look back and go, oh yeah, they had kids and lives yeah. and a million reasons not to accept fault for failure so absolutely yeah. you do have to see it from both sides there are people mm -hmm. who are in positions i've got kids i can only take so many risks and <laughs> that be exactly okay. um, and even at that I, I think sometimes we do have to take some risks and that is a good thing mm -hmm. when you do have that safety it is good to take risks but it is also good to take responsibility as you said you were willing to fess up basically to your failures, <laughs> but also to then have a plan for how you're going to deal with it. And that I think is the key thing there because in general, 
most places, even if you do fail, when you admit it, as long as you've got a plan for it and you can deal with it appropriately and you learn from it and everything else. Absolutely. Generally, it's okay. I haven't run into too many employers who were just going to fire you offhand for that one failure. Those are generally really awful employers. Yeah. Just saying. Or alternatively, it's a scenario where that was part of the job was disaster recovery of if failure is a possibility, you need to be prepared for it. And that's kind of like expectation setting and probably poor management practices. And, you know, your boss, should, you should be aware of these things. If there's a chance of you getting fired for messing up, you should be really, really aware of that problem. Um, but yeah, definitely risk, safety and balancing the two. But I definitely do I recommend like having that preparation for failure knowing when it's going to happen you know if this fails what will I do and just being ready for that helps tremendously on a lot of things absolutely and I think that kind of leads into then the other side of this obviously a lot of this is about how we work with other people how we avoid problems with other people <laughs> uh, but one of the biggest failures that I see in a lot of developers is simply not standing out and I know this is something that I really struggled with early on. I, While I was generally happy to admit failures and come up with plans for things, and I did all right, actually one of the biggest failures in my career was that I didn't promote myself early enough. I didn't stand out in any way whatsoever for a long time, other than <laughs> I was really good at my job. So when I got into the job, everybody was happy, but then moving to the next one was difficult. And I think right. one of the things that I've really found that as we've been talking about it over the past year, people have really resonated with is uh, things like CV advice. Uh, resumes mm -hmm. are really difficult if you don't know how to build your resume and make it stand out. And I see this. I have been going through resumes lately, trying to find some developers to hire. They're all horrible. <laughs> They're really horrible. <laughs> There's so much information in a lot uh, of them. Some of them don't have any information. Some have way too much information. There's very few actually arrive on my desk and think, oh, this is really well organized. This is all the information I want. And I can see why this person stands out and I can kind of get a feeling for who this person is. Mm -hmm. Never happens. When it does, I get no. really, really excited. And it is, it's a difficult thing to do because you're, you're looking at it like from a blank slate coming from the opposite direction of, right? Like, what does this person want? I have no idea. And it's kind of counterintuitive that the answer is they want you to be you. Yeah. Like they want to see you. It, the, the correct answer is, what do you like? What do you want to show off? What do you like emphasize? That side of things. And that, that really is the correct answer for these types of things. Oddly, this also applies to dating. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> that would be a different podcast. Well, uh, but it, it, it is actually this same thing. It's people want to know about you. And yeah. that's why you always hear, be yourself as advice. And it's the exact same advice. <laughs> it is with any communication. Being yourself is one of the most important things you can do for yourself and for other mm -hmm. people because that's how you build a relationship. You don't build a relationship by being somebody else because then they've built a relationship with somebody else. <laughs> Unless you really want to be that person for the rest of your life. And that sounds like a problem in itself right there. It can uh, be stressful. <laughs> it could absolutely be stressful. You're much better off being yourself, surrounding yourself mm -hmm. by people, employers, coworkers who all respect that and are happy with that and appreciate that because it sounds like a much better way of life to me. 
That actually moves directly into my act. Like the other New Year's goal for this year is to talk about those types of things of why do people not know how to be themselves? And the answer is generally fear, which, yep. you know, back to all this, the same topic we use on our podcasts. Um, but you'll notice that there's a lot of like acceptable behaviors and just about anything like what you can wear as clothing or what you can do, like what are appropriate colors for your outfits types of things. And there's a lot of acceptable stuff that's just kind of, you know, baked into you know, whatever societal or group that you're part of, but that limits your other options and figuring out what you want, like who you are specifically, it's really important to just kind of ignore all that first, like start from, okay, what do I like? And then if, you know, there's reasons why you shouldn't be wearing that to your business meeting, then okay, fine. Then, you know, tailor, but know who you are first, like start from there <laughs> rather than the opposite direction. Absolutely. We actually had an episode, I think it was even called Unicorns in Business Suits or something mm -hmm. like that. And the example <laughs> we used in that was if you really like unicorns and you want a big pink flaming unicorn on your resume, mm -hmm. put one on there. Do it. <laughs> I, and I'll tell you, it's scary. It is absolutely scary to do something like that and to really stand out. Mm -hmm. And I can absolutely guarantee you somebody's going to take a look at that and they're going to say, why the hell does this person have a unicorn on their resume? And they're going to put it in the bin. Yep. I can almost guarantee you that somebody else is going to pick up that resume and say, whoa, this person put a unicorn on this resume. <laughs> wow. we got to exactly. talk to them. That's great. Because you never know what they're looking for. And if you really do like unicorns, and that's the sort of personality you are, you <laughs> want to stand out a little bit and you mm -hmm. like these things, then somebody's going to appreciate that. I, I can tell you right now, if somebody sent me a CV with a unicorn on it, I would certainly look at it twice. Because Absolutely. most CVs I get look exactly the same. If I found one with a unicorn, I'd be really excited. Wow, that's different. That's kind of exactly. And you know, we we talk about like rock star employees occasionally. Like that's a that's a thing. Yeah. And there's generally like a another piece of that. Like when a rock star employee is like someone who gets everything done and it's all done without you having to like spend all your time managing this person. But it also is implying that they're extremely eccentric. They're a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> and that is a very true statement that the the people who perform really well tend to be kind of quirky. And that's a good thing. It's great. It adds more like just personality and you know uniqueness to your team and to your company and to your products. Well, I and think yeah, there's a direct connection there between eccentricity and thinking for yourself. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking for yourself and you're capable of being autonomous and dealing with these things and doing what every employer wants you to do and just getting on with stuff and getting stuff done, <laughs> getting apps done. Dead on. There we go. We got a one. Yeah. Okay. Um, getting apps done. Our very first uh, reference in the uh, new year. Yeah, there we go. Uh, but you are going to also think for yourself in other ways and possibly in ways that they don't necessarily like, but mm -hmm. that's just the nature of the piece. If you're not doing that, then you're just that plain old black and white resume with no unicorns and nothing to make me excited about. And, <laughs> and how about how they are, oh, I don't know, showed leadership ability and task oh, management yeah. and... Uh, yeah, I'll tell you... <laughs> A lot of resumes, I, I, I struggle to get past the summary because they are all exactly the same. <laughs> I show initiative and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'd much rather you say, you know what? I really don't like this and I love this and this is cool and I like ice mm -hmm. cream and at least it's different. I would pay attention <laughs> to it. 
Yeah, the the stage after that, unfortunately, is the one where you have to start writing to your audience. And that is a bit more of a skill than, you know, just being yourself is a thing. It's a thing you need to learn how to do. And then next, you have to learn to write to your audience on top of that. So there is more to it than just the unicorn. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, uh, right. But and we, yeah. we did talk about these topics in, in fact, a couple episodes now. We've talked about mm -hmm. building out resumes and making them stand out and organizing the data well and making sure that you're building a user experience for them. And absolutely it's all it comes back to the same things you are communicating with other people you are helping share your context with them and it all it all ties together <laughs> it yeah, all ties and together that, and that's part of why like we started this podcast that started talking about these things because some of these are things we did really well when we started right like the yeah. the being the rock star and you know telling our boss no was like a a basic thing. We were kids. We had not much. We didn't have that much to fear. Um, but now, you know, being on the other side of the desk and seeing the resumes, and it's like, oh wow, I did that really poorly when I started. We can do better. Um, I know exactly what I would have been looking for to hire myself now, and things like that. So that's yeah. you know a lot of what we like to talk about on the podcast to help people. I guess not necessarily make you know avoid the mistakes we made, but just do better in general. Yeah. Why? Well, isn't that the goal of? humanity in general is we're meant to be helping each other you know do better than the last group did whether it works out that way or not i i, I don't I, that's that is what we are trying to do we're here. trying we are trying and i figure that is a good start absolutely because <laughs> uh, otherwise you're not starting at all so mm -hmm. what is it the the most important step is the next one Something like that. Um, uh, yep. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of that covers a lot of what we did, you know, for this year as a podcast. And when we started, like we, we were originally aiming at business folks. And what we realized pretty quickly on was that the people who were kind of, I guess, yearning to hear this the most uh, was new developers, folks new to the industry where you know, have no clue what it's actually like to be a software developer. And from our point of view, it's like, oh, yeah, that's just day to day stuff. And, you know, from coming from other industries or other careers or just, you know, starting off new, they have no idea what any of these things mean. Like, what is a sprint? Um, so, yeah, that we kind of moved into that from this kind of naturally progression of starting about, you know, communications and the things we did and then starting about standing out resumes and then, oh, yeah, like, well, this is how you get started. And do you really need to go to college? No, no, you don't. I no, didn't. No, absolutely not. <laughs> and I think uh, yeah, that's why it's been mostly non-technical, because I've mm -hmm. never really felt the need to talk about the technical side of things. I think <laughs> people who are into tech are going to get the technical side. And I think they're going to miss a lot of these other parts. And certainly I did early on. I knew the mm -hmm. tech inside and out. And these are all lessons that have been hard earned that I hope aren't as hard for you to earn. <laughs> the tech side is fun. I love figuring out new tech. And, you know, when the compiler is screaming at me and I've got 432 errors, I'm thrilled. I don't get wound up about it. I'm excited. Yeah, we're going to figure this out. That's no problem at all. We'll get this one sorted. But, you know, when I'm struggling with motivation or if I'm worried mm -hmm. about telling a client that something's gone really, really wrong, those are the parts that I still to this day struggle with. And I think talking about those things is much, much more important. And there aren't enough people talking about those things. Absolutely. There are plenty of people arguing about which framework is better. And <laughs> while we have opinions, we also don't care that much. No, because <laughs> they all work. They all 
sort of work. They all have problems. None of them are perfect. I'm still kind of cranky that I haven't found a UI framework that I actually enjoy for like side projects. Like th there's no perfect solutions. I'm about ready to go back to VB6 at this point. <laughs> Don't do it. You'll remember how bad it was. Yeah, it's... I, had to go like, back to I remember it being recently. really easy to create buttons and text boxes, and I'm pretty sure that's just rose -tinted for fogginess glasses. of, yeah, I don't know the rose-tinted glasses is quite the right term. rose-tinted like your phone is. Yeah, I've got a new gold, gold, this is totally not gold, it's very rose. It's rose gold. Yeah, it's odd, I'm not sure how I feel about it, to be honest, it's a little too fancy for me, like, I'm not a fancy person, so having a, like, goldish rosish phone is a little strange I don't know. i'll get a sticker on. and put something ridiculous on the back either way it'll be fun i'm just excited that i'm i found the little like hook thing to add a bracelet to it <laughs> without having to get a case <laughs> i ha i have simple needs <laughs> all right so simple needs actually <laughs> we do have some simple needs now oh that's I, right i think this is a pretty good recap here mm -hmm. and i think what would be good to discuss next is what we want to do for the next year because we're planning to keep doing this uh yes so we need some ideas to keep ourselves entertained but also to keep you entertained and informed uh, that's kind of the purpose here and we want to keep carrying on with some of these things and one of these things that really kind of hit me was that new developers don't actually know what it's like to be a developer mm -hmm. and i think one of the things that I would like to do over the next year is I want to have a lot more interviews. Yes, uh, definitely. With developers, with designers, with project managers, with uh, manager managers, with anybody who's related to software development, just to discuss what they do. And this has mm -hmm. been requested before, and I promised we would do it, and we haven't done it yet. So <laughs> I'm saying publicly out loud that we're going to get more people on for interviews just to discuss what is it like being a software developer or what is it like being a designer and working with software developers mm -hmm. so that people have some idea what are you getting into <laughs> what is it you're doing to yourself here if you decide to do this as a career in fairness to you you did just have a kid and holidays and scheduling is a bit of a challenge and we didn't really want to be like so we have a one hour time slot that you can <laughs> you can go and if you're available then you can record and if you're not, too bad. So yeah, interviews are a bit of a challenge there for a while. But yeah, that's yeah. That, those were some of our like most entertaining episodes, if nothing else. Like Absolutely. just talking to to people. And it didn't it doesn't we're not like looking for any particular types of folks. Like we're really just interested in a variety of voices in software, starting, having done it forever, wanting to design, you know, even adjacent things, you know, are you a project manager? That sort of thing. Like things that are relevant to getting an application done Ta -dun. <laughs> <laughs> that's two all right so that is one of our simple needs if you happen mm -hmm. to know anybody that you think would be really great on the show or that you would love to hear from that you uh, just maybe it's a designer you've seen on twitter that does really amazing things and you know nothing about oh, yeah. how they do that or why they do that or how that ties into really awesome designs for twitter or uber or whoever let us know. We will get in touch with them. We'll try to get them on the show. We also have our own list of people that we would like to talk to, as well as some that I think would be very interesting to talk to. So mm -hmm. we're going to start queuing those up and getting that ready. Uh, but absolutely, and any feedback you've got for who you'd like to hear, let us know. Absolutely. Or also yourself, if you're a listener and you think you're fun to talk to and have a semi-decent microphone is like our only real requirement. <laughs> yes. That is a struggle when we do have guests. 
Yeah. We're a little bit... Uh, I won't say we're perfectionists. You really like audio. But we like audio. <laughs> we like good audio. And it's very you hard to tell a guest, sorry, your microphone sounds horrible. It sounds like you're in a taxi with the microphone out the window and you're speaking the other way. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, it is, it's a good thing too. And, you know, we started this as our own kind of branding too. Yeah. We do not mind you joining us for a similar <laughs> type of experience. So you can say at one point you're on a podcast um, and talk about that experience, but especially if you're coming with like experience, like a lot of people who work in these roles don't talk to a lot of people a lot and don't, you know, get to talk about what their process was like. You know, it's usually yeah. like just a few voices in every industry that are loud that everybody hears from. So if you have a, a new thing, tell us. Absolutely. And we're not talking about people who have 20 years of experience. In fact, I'd be thrilled if you come back to us and say, I've been doing this for a year because a lot of new developers are wanting to know mm -hmm. what's that first year like? Where am I going to be I in a year? Honestly, I feel like we've got the 20 year one locked down. I, I think <laughs> yeah, we've got the gray hairs here. We'll take care of that one. Uh, less and less gray hair. <laughs> uh, so, yes, if you got a year, if you got six months, if you got two years, mm -hmm. we would love to hear from you because I think that's what people are really wanting to know, particularly early on is what's next for me on this path? Mm -hmm. What can I exactly. expect? What should I be trying to do in that time frame? So that's really great and valuable experience and knowledge for them. Other than interviewing other people, I think <laughs> one of the key things that we have found is that this whole loop of conversation about feedback and communication and safety and motivation and confidence and standing out mm -hmm. are going to be recurring themes throughout when we're talking to other people, as well as just when it's the two of us yammering Absolutely. on about whatever we yammer on about. I suspect that's probably going to be still the strong theme behind our message here it's definitely the strong theme of every message that i write lately <laughs> every conversation i have and every yeah fear of safety fear of safety <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's what i was hoping to say there um but yeah all right uh i suspect that probably wraps us up for now uh but as i said please do let us know if there's anybody you can think mm -hmm. of that would be really great on the show because we want to start getting those booked in now because obviously Cal is on one side of the planet, I'm on another side of the planet, and everybody <laughs> else is somewhere else. So we have to try to arrange these yes. things, and it does take some time. Scheduling can be complicated, and it can take a while before the things get published and so on and so forth. But yeah, we're hoping to do this a little bit more. Do more interviews regularly, simple ones. It'll be great. Absolutely. And if we have already spoken to you and promised to do an interview with you and we haven't yet, <laughs> we'll be calling soon. <laughs> All right. I'll put some transcripts up at gettingappsdone.com. Please be sure to check out my website at joshuagram.info and Cal's website at piffner.com. Uh, as we said, we would love any recommendations you've got. You can find us on Twitter at gettingappsdone. Uh, you can also check out our Slack channel at gettingappsdone.com slash Slack and let us know there, as well as uh, just participate in our community. We've got a lot of great mm -hmm. developers in there, um, some who are brand new, some who haven't even started yet, some who have been developing for a long time. So it's a good mix in there. Yeah, uh, definitely. We are back from our holiday hiatus, so <laughs> we will be posting every Thursday. Uh, that's once a week, once a week. I think we can manage that. Uh, we have for about, a, in fact, it's been almost 18 months now. I bet. We've got over 80 episodes. I, I bet. didn't think that was ever going to happen. 
All right. Uh, so we will see you next week. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>